Welcome to the Man Cave, the only podcast hosted by two best friends with nothing in common except our first name. I'm Mandy Kaplan. And I'm Mandy Fabian. And every week we we test the limits of our friendship, guys. We argue over uh, books and and podcasts and albums and live theater. It gets wild and hairy. <laughs> and soon, fingers crossed, we'll come to an agreement soon and we'll talk about other stuff. Or argue, I should say. Grab a couch. Let's get to it. Cut this shit. So full disclosure, yeah. uh, Fabian is on the road. Yes. So Travel I, I can in hear a very sirens. Sexy way. She's in yeah. NYC. So mm-hmm. if if we sound a little different, yeah. it's because I'm that's why. super successful. Oh, wait, what? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I sound like a much bigger deal than I probably did last week on the podcast because like that I'm in be. NYC. Literally, it's been pouring rain ever since I got here. So the city hates me. Mm-hmm. And... But it's also because I'm from L.A. It's a novelty. I'm like, gray moisture coming from the sky. And I sat in a cafe and actually wrote in a journal. (laughs) Were you wearing a beret and smoking a long cigarette? (laughs) Uh, No, I haven't started smoking again yet. But I figure I'm thinking Tuesday would be good. Start with the beret and see where, where you land. Oh, I can totally do that. It's the West Village, yeah. though, so that could get dicey. <laughs> That's anything um, goes. <laughs> are you going to see any Broadway shows while you're there? I'm so jealous that you're in New York. I am. I saw a show. Actually, you know what I'm going to do? Because when my family is with me, I, we usually see musicals. Mm-hmm. I am going to go see like intellectual, weird, offbeat, small plays. Well, that okay. and Rachel Bloom. I'm going to see Rachel Bloom. Uh, and I just saw Swing State, which is a play by Rebecca Gilman, who's like okay, a, amazing playwright, directed by Robert Falls that came from The Goodman. Fantastic play. Was awesome. And then I'm going to see Rachel Bloom's one-woman show. And I am going to see Gutenberg. Okay. The musical with Josh Gad and Andrew Rannells. And Andrew Rannells, yes. Yeah, I got tickets for All that right. on oh. uh, Wednesday. Well, oh, I am... Completely jealous. Mission accomplished. You win. Oh. Traveling, oh. being in New York. Thank God. Can I come home now? Because <laughs> I got to tell you, I it's, it is it is dreamy. I'm not going to. It's great. But, you know, when you're used to being around people all the time and then you're alone, like all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. You find yourself talking aloud to yourself wandering around an apartment you're it, it you're are you quoting the you shining I, yeah this is getting creepy no, i start yeah. to get a little crazy when i don't have other people to bounce things off of like you're saving me from murdering three people right now <laughs> oh, hey there's a public service oh wait speaking of murdering three people can i share something <laughs> with you absolutely okay there was an article in the new york times this week that was about this woman, and I wanted to tell you about it. I can't remember her name now. Um, I don't remember her name. I, I was going to send you the link, but I will send you the link. I'll post it on the Discord. But um, she, her dad was a serial killer. You must know about her already, because if it's gotten to me, that BTK? means BTK. Yes. Yeah. You already know about her and him and all the things. I, I know that she's unearthing evidence and right she's finding yes yeah it's there this article was so how did you hear about her 
Well, it's been all over the news. Oh, and yeah. And he is a very famous serial killer. Okay, well, clearly I don't follow true crime and not a big news listener, but I get it. So, right. So I figured you must have known about it. But the article, like, it's real intense. Like, Mm. her dad was a serial killer the whole time she was growing up. Yeah. And it, you know, it reminded me a lot of my upbringing, you know, out in the country. For real? No, 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 no. Not that, I mean, that I know of. But, you know, my dad doesn't talk a lot about it. I could, you know, I've never asked him directly if he's a serial killer. And I could. Like, we have that relationship now. You might want to, yeah, just pause the the question. And yeah, let me just text him real quick. I just want to make sure because I don't know. I I just thought it was so crazy. Like, so crazy. That they had such a normal, like, all the pictures of him with her birthday and the, you know. Ugh. That's the stuff that gets me like the I, I'm good with true crime. But when it's when it feels like it's hiding right in your backyard or when it's so well disguised, um, that's it freaks me out. Like oh, I couldn't really? watch the Sopranos because Tony Soprano was like this normal teddy bear guy who would then unleash his rage and beat people. So there's something Interesting. If I'm just reading about a serial killer, I'm like, oh, what a crazy guy. And then when I see pictures of him and his daughter, it's like it too freaks much you out. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. I thought you, know? you liked I no, thought you okay. would find it fascinating. No, I do find it fascinating. I'm just saying it's it's gross. It's too real. It's very when, creepy. Especially for a child to be involved. Yeah. Jer, you I, might want to turn the podcast off now. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think she helped stuff. him kill anybody. No. But no, that'd no. make a great movie, wouldn't it? Okay. I mean. (laughs) Now um, that we're allowed to write again, let's do it. I know, right? Uh, Yeah. No, it it was, it was just, anyway, it was just very, very weird and interesting. So, but that's what I'm doing is reading about serial killers and also crushing it with Wordle. And now I've expanded into the mini crossword. Wow. Yeah. All right. So I'm, well, a lot of alone time. What are we doing next week? It sounds like you're done. You've you, you've just <laughs> crossing Help. everything off your list. Well, I want to uh, I want to talk about the podcast that we're listening to. Yes, which is the third season of The Dream. And Pete, if you want to play this trailer, it's a weird trailer. Jane Marie here, and I'm excited to tell you we have a brand new season of your very favorite scammy culty podcast, The Dream. Okay, so I've been shopping for a life coach. I don't know how you shop for a life coach, first of all. I was going to ask you that. Because I still am not sure what a life coach is. We come to you with this information and you say, oh, it's something wrong with their mindset. And so I just think, for lack of a better word, it's all bullshit. Meditating isn't going to help you deal with the fact in order to feed your children means you have to do two or three jobs or take night shift jobs. It's like she put on a blazer and she's an expert. They have been sold the American dream. A lot of us have been sold the American dream. Would you tell your daughter to say that? No, then why would you tell yourself and your unconscious mind to say that to yourself? I don't know. I call myself because an it's idiot a, be- 30 times a day. I do. Your unconscious mind is always listening. Okay. Honestly, like with self-help, self like becoming your true self, what if it's not cool? What if it's not good? What if it's bad? That's this season. Find the dream wherever you get your shows. And if you sign up for Pushkin Plus, you can listen to the entire season the day it comes out on September 13th. Go do it. It's a weird season. 
now that you've heard the trailer. It's yeah. not linear the way the first two seasons were very clear. I'm going to expose MLMs for the scams they are. And then the second season was supplements and vitamins that aren't regulated, that they can do whatever they want. Yep. Three episodes in, did you listen to all three? I did. She is all over the place, our Jane Marie. Yes, she is. This is... Yeah. Yeah. Real hard to to figure out what this season is. Yeah. Well, first of all, let me point out, I may have been a little too hard on Bert and Tom in the Two Bears, One Cave podcast because they're all doing it. Every single podcast I listen to now starts right off with a commercial. Mm -hmm. So let me say, guys, if you haven't tried the powdered tang drink, do go out and grab some. It's delicious <laughs> and nutritious. No, um, no, but they all start off with commercials now, which is an affront mm -hmm. to my sensibilities. I don't enjoy well, you that. Just skip them. I know, but it's extra work for me. You know, I like to yeah, get I'm so sorry. deep in the laundry before I have to take out my phone and fast forward. The Plus, but your it, fingers are so tired from all the diddling. I get it. Oh, so much alone time. But yeah, that's that's the other thing about her podcast, which is funny when it's so heavy on the commercials. There were so many commercials in that first episode, but her whole thing is criticizing people who are trying to make money off of their own personal brand. Like they're not really trying to help people. They're just trying to make money. And then she's like, please hold for this commercial. And please, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I, did that find I thought there were a ton of commercials in that first episode. I'm just finding that there are more commercials in all podcasts, and yeah. I just fast forward. It, it doesn't bother me at all. Everyone's got to, you know, yeah, yes. make money. And and so it that doesn't bother me. Well, I do it for um, the, we're a public service. I mean, that's why I do it. Obviously. We're helping yes. people. This isn't. We fix people's lives like a good coach would. Yeah. Um, so her premise, as you heard in the trailer, is I'm going to dive into this life coaching world and see what this is all about. Mm -hmm. Three episodes in, she has not done that at all. No. She she found almost a cult leader named Jesse Lee who yep. took a group of people and nearly killed them in the desert. <laughs> she, in the second episode, it's her and her husband slash boyfriend. I can't figure out what their relationship is. She's having a breakdown and she's very honest and raw about how depressed she is, yep. which I admire. Yep. But I don't find it necessary to the premise of, of this. Mm -hmm. Well, I thought... A whole episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought when I listened to the first episode, I was super turned off because the first episode to me was her very subjectively ridiculing these people you know, and that's what I didn't like about the second season. The first season felt a little journalistic to me. I loved the stuff mm -hmm. about the MLMs, but I really feel like she let the story come from the people she was interviewing. And she mm -hmm. had an opinion, but it was light. Then I felt like the second season was really her just hating an industry, which does have holes in it, but she was just so opinionated about everything. It felt more like a journal entry than an exploration. So the the first episode, I was like, okay, you hate these people, you hate this thing, and I get it, but it felt so subjective that I wasn't allowed to make my own decisions about it, right? It was like, she was just looking for ways to justify her very strong feelings about it. But then that second episode, I was like, oh, well, this is interesting, if she really is at this in this dark place in her life 
and she's this raw and this hormonal and honest, I was like, oh, well, now I really, if she's genuinely going to get a life coach and see if this woman can help her, and then this is an interesting journey. I would be curious oh to see. I'm laughing. I'm holding in my laughter because I disagree with everything you've said. And it, like, <laughs> it just point by point, I disagree. I wrote down, I love how much Jane Marie judges and hates these people. <laughs> and I, it's snarky. It's funny to me. And I enjoy oh that she's like, I mean, how stupid. And she talks about this author named Rachel Hollis, who I'm totally unfamiliar with, whose books are called Girl, Wash, Wash Your Face and Girls stop apologizing. And then that author compares herself to Harriet Tubman and Mulala <laughs> with hashtags. So I am loving Jane Marie. Then when she went into her personal journey, of course, I'm sympathetic towards her struggles with really rebounding from the pandemic. It seemed to be the cause of her deep depression. And, and she's of course, going I'm sympathizing. Perimenopause, right? Like, isn't she's going through those hormonal things? Who isn't, honey? I know, but it's real. Um, Struggles real. It's real. So I sympathize. I just didn't need a whole episode. I needed her to say, "So you know, I'm going through some depression. I'm really struggling since the pandemic and perimenopause. So I'm going to seek out a life coach." That's about as long as I wanted. Not a whole episode of her crying to Dan who I have issues with, I just couldn't figure out why we were, it's, it was so voyeuristic. Why, why were we in there? That's not journalistic to me. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think her style is journalistic. She's, it's her, it's her person. It's a personality podcast for sure. Mm-hmm. Like in the same way that Fox News is a, is a, is a news thing. A perfect it's like, network. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love your sweatshirt. I'm wearing my Make Jail Great Again sweatshirt, and I'm my, happy about it. Mine's on the way. Um, and I got a couple, I may have gotten a couple birthday presents for some very excited, excited yep. candies. Uh, but no, I don't find her to be journalistic, so it is totally up to her personality. But I, I guess, you know, I really appreciated her. I was fast, at least I was interested because it was her not being snarky. It was her being right. honest about where she was at. And then it also gives you a reason if she's going to explore life coaches, then sitting back and and making fun of life coaches, which there's plenty to make fun of. Although let me, I'd like to make the argument that I'm sure that both Malala and Harriet Tubman at some point had to wash their face. So it's not so far off the mark. But anyway, I think that her being... Uh, just critical of them is one thing, but her actually going in there with all of her skepticism and being open about her skepticism is really kind of interesting, right? You go, well, this is fun. I'm never going to do a life coach. I don't have a judgment about them one way or the other, to be honest. I'm sure some, just like therapists, just like anything, some people, some things work for some people and some don't. But I was kind of interested to hear her journey. But then the third episode was kind of a revisit of season one, which... right. Yeah. Well, right. It's it's meandering. She finds a woman who got to life coaching from MLMing. Yes. Right. And they are two things that are linked. People in MLMs, they're hooked. They need to earn more money. They find coaches who help them launch their business and make more money. And um, my question is, we uh, you and I ran into an issue about a year ago we reviewed something 
I, in particular, said something harsh about what we reviewed and we heard from the person we reviewed and they were very upset that yes, that I expressed negative opinions. And you and I felt terrible because you and I are not in the business of hurting anybody's feelings except each other's. So (laughs) it was it was really hard. And I would never want anyone to think that we were being mean spirited on this on our podcast. You and I are here to entertain give each other a little shit and talk about some fun things we're finding out in the world to entertain us. Yes. And I applaud anybody's effort to do anything creative and put themselves out there because it's a huge endeavor. So how is Jane Marie, our host, able to say, oh, what about this guy? Let's look at his site. She names him. (laughs) Then she presses play on a video, right? She's like, he looks pretty good. And the first line of his video is, What's up, legend? Oh, God. And she goes, no, hell no. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. She hates him, as we all do. I mean, don't start your video, what's up, legend? But I was just wondering, is he calling her? Is she getting angry emails from him and his people? She names some other life coaches. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting. Like the person she ends up with, I understand that will be a journey and she can share that journey. And that person probably had to sign off. But right, right. These other ones she's mentioning. That's kind of thing, too. When she's talking about meeting this woman, she says in the podcast, she's like, by the way, she did. I did find someone and she did help me, Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of a spoiler alert. But also, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe, you know, it'll be interesting to hear that. But no, I know that was hilarious. I know. What's up, legend? I can't. It feels like a life coach who would also get you on the right liquid diet and help you with your planks, doing planks. Yes. Your planks. Well, these worlds, these worlds are very intertwined. Yeah. There was a real housewife on Beverly Hills named Teddy, and she was an accountability coach, which is something that um, Jane Marie talks about on the third episode. Uh huh. So this is a person basically like what I do for Casey all day, every day, where I'm like, did you fold your laundry? Did you fold your laundry? What are you doing that you haven't folded your laundry? Like, I'm already an accountability coach, right? Mm -hmm. To charge someone. (laughs) I'm assuming hundreds of dollars for your services to be like, I'm going to check in on you. I'm going to make sure you did it. Let's all be accountability coaches. You would make an amazing accountability coach. This this is this murky world. I think I would be a great life coach. I make healthy decisions. I try to encourage the people I love to make healthy decisions. But hey, that's also just me being a friend. Yeah. And God, if I could go back and retroactively charge you for all the advice, right? Look, I can Venmo you. Just send me what you think it's worth and, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's really, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a murky world like the vitamins. No one's watching these life coaches. and. It so well, I'm thing, interested yeah. in exploring that. Yeah, I just don't think the first three episodes have really gotten us anywhere. No, the third episode goes way more into MLM. Now I did listening to it. I was like, sue me. It's Scientology and MLMs. We both love anything about that. So yes. <laughs> I was super yeah. into hearing the Arbon thing and the little little catchphrases and the way they talk. Because that's the thing that breaks my heart every time I hear it, is this idea that somehow if you're not making money, it's because you're not working hard enough and you're failing. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I, that's hard. And it's tied into something that's a little bit like, 
you know, if you have an eating disorder, you have to eat, right? You do have to make money to live. So if you're trying this thing that's failing, but someone is saying, this is all on you and this is your fault and it's not the business's fault because all these other people are doing it great and you're failing and it promises so much. It just breaks my heart every time. I know. You know? I know. And it's it's women and moms and the people who are vulnerable and is searching for purpose and and accomplishment and community. And it just preys upon them in such a cruel way. They do. In a complete way. Yeah. They do that fake conversation where her business coach has given her these phrases, a way to like basically wrangle any new recruits in to to step around all of their resistance and comments and like to have right. a comeback to anything that they well, might yeah. say. I'm not so interested in making money right now. That's not my priority. Will you have children? Don't you care about their future? Yeah. Something might happen. Mm-hmm. Right? So now you're telling me I don't care about my kids if I don't want to join your fucking MLM? And it's less about Ugh. making money for a lot of people. It's just a community of like-minded mm-hmm. people, which isn't that like crack these days, right? The, because we're also, you know, unfortunately, we have different opinions. You, you've taught me that. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is a community of like-minded people? Yeah. The Fandies, mancave.com slash Fandy, $5 a month gets you bonus content and more access to us on Discord. God damn, well done. Nicely mm-hmm. done. And thank you to thank you. Fandies who watched her do that so expertly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, they sell, they sell a, basically a family and, and friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, that's a thing too. you. You know, I, how many times have I sat uh, over a glass or four of rosé with you and been like, I need accountability. Like, I don't know how to mm-hmm. make a schedule. I'm flailing. My brain doesn't work that way. I know I want to accomplish something, but I don't know how to do it. And some, some things I can accomplish, but I guess I wanted to accomplish more, you know? Right. And, and then you keep changing the locks when I show up to <laughs> make you do things. I don't. <laughs> You ask, was, I'm, I'm there. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I think that that is your happy place, giving advice. Don't I love giving advice. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. We almost yeah. made this an advice podcast. I know. <laughs> that, I think that would have gotten old fast. I think it would have been great. I think the reason you didn't become a life coach is the same reason we didn't do the advice podcast. Because the thing is, if it would help someone... Maybe you don't have to be an expert, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like if you have a strategy or if you come up with a system that has worked for you, that might work for someone else, like I don't, I don't yeah. begrudge those people doing it. I think what no, makes me yeah. feel sad is the truth is it's like accountability coaches may be even better because if I'm going to spend money on an accountability coach, it's probably because I really, really, really want something. You know, right? because once we get to that point where I'm like, oh, you're actually going to make me do it? No. I'm out. (laughs) Right, right, right. So it's like, I think it's preying on people who just want to be better or feel better. And that really is up to them. And there's no life coach or accountability that's ever going to really solve that problem. I think that's where I get like, oh, it's, you know, that part is something that's really hard and tender. And there may not be enough items on a to-do list that's actually going to make that difference. But then also, by the way, sometimes it is. There's people yeah. that a to-do list fixes a lot. I love it. Yeah. That's how I that's how I work. And you said hard and tender, and I've been horny ever since. <laughs> so 
Oh, well, one thing, and I and I'm truly not picking a fight because I know you really do enjoy a lot of self-help. But that whole world, a lot of the things that this woman was describing about her MLM and her life coach, it's really it all comes down to the law of attraction. It comes down to the secret. It comes down to right manifesting yeah. things in your life by surrounding yourself with like-minded people or it's all the same thing. It's just who gets to you first to teach it to you. Did you get it? If you got it from a Brene Brown book, you're going to be a devotee of Brene, Brene Brown. Yeah. If you paid a life coach hundreds of dollars an hour for his services, you're going to be a devotee of that life coach. Yeah. And now I've pronounced devotee several ways. So <laughs> I'm covering all my bases. What's your take on foyer? Is it foyer or foyer? I do foyer. Okay. All right. I do. And yeah. roof I'm or glad. roof? Roof. Okay. So important topics. Yeah. Back to, yeah. So, but it's really, it, it's all, the, they're all, everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody's telling you the same thing. Manifest good things in your life by seeing it or laws of attraction. Yeah. A lot of people are doing that. But Brene Brown yeah. doesn't do that. Oh. She's more of a, she's actually more of a, if you have shame, trauma, like mm -hmm. if you're, if you're afraid to tell the truth, if you're afraid to be honest with yourself and others, if you have a toxic workplace or a toxic relationship, mm -hmm. like she actually is a social scientist and does studies and has evidence to back up her. It's not right. even really strategies as much as it is offerings of what her research has shown her that a right. lot of people don't even begin to have access to the, that kind of thing. So if they understand that vulnerability and shame is a superpower and they've never even mm -hmm. heard those words uttered in their life, you know, that kind of thing, that's different than somebody saying, you gotta, you know, you can make $50,000 a year. Let's just write this blank check to yourself and let's promise. And then let's go back. Right. Let's work backwards and right. list all the things you need to do. And you know, I've dabbled in that world a lot. I know. And I have less so because it, while it's fun, it's interesting because like there just needs to be a balance, right? Like I love thinking of possibilities and I love trying things that seem impossible and then go, sometimes they work, you know, and you go like, oh, hey, look at that. I never should decide that anything is impossible. But that's different than saying this impossible thing must happen. So I'm going to shape my entire reality around it and all of my identity and all of my belief so that this one thing, I'm going to make it happen. Because mm -hmm. I have also had the experience that that's not how that works. And that's right. really painful because you just don't have that much control. Of course. It's a right. It it it's it's tricky. I've been trying to well, put on a gold necklace like this the whole time that we've been doing this podcast, like several times, several episodes, and you still have not gotten me one gold necklace for my birthday. So Oh, okay. Well, your birthday doesn't coming work up. is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Um, now that you've just expressed it outright. Um so yeah, the the third episode where she goes back to the MLM roots, she explains, I'll get to the life coaching, but we got to start with MLMs. And this woman that she's interviewing, crap, is it Jenny? Jen? Jen. Yes. Is really relatable, really smart, really great. Yeah. And she explains what dripping is. She's an Arbonne representative. And dripping is when you, <laughs> it's, I mean, you can't say it without wincing, but it's like, Oh, it's man, your hair is getting so long. But I don't say I have conditioner that I want to sell you. I just say your hair is getting so long. It looks mm -hmm. good. 
then that plants a seed. And then I come over to your house and I go, oh, I just switched shampoos. Smell my hair. But I don't say anything about Arban yet. That's all dripping. Yep. Ugh. Yep. I and just, then I hook you. Yep. I just happen to use my hand cream my, and then a couple times over lunch. And then the third time I sniff it and go, oh my God, it's this coconut stuff. I love coconut. Mm-hmm. Do you like coconut? Or almond. They have this great almond. You know, yeah, I'd be terrible yep. at it. I'd be like, Well, okay. So I have an MLM story this week. Oh, Uh, I it was my birthday. Yes, happy birthday to me. Yeah, happy birthday. And an old uh, an acquaintance of mine reached out on Facebook and left a a voicemail. I guess you can do on Facebook. It was really sweet. She's saying happy birthday, and she's like, "I know we haven't been in touch, but happy happy birthday. I see your family online. I hope you're well." So I responded and I said, so nice to hear from you. How are you? Uh oh. And she responded, she's got a fancy job. She's doing great. How old is your kid now? And right, little back and forth. <gasps> and the last thing she says is, no. have I mentioned my online wellness and health management program? No. No. End of that conversation. Oh, my God. So, Did you say, just, have I mentioned my podcast where we talk about MLMs? <laughs> no, but I have said to many people, I don't participate in MLMs. And then that ends the conversation. They don't come back with, oh, it's not one, right? They, it's, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's a... It's really... Um, conversation. It just ever. hurt my feelings, right? I'm thinking, oh. this lady from years ago, well, how nice she reached out on my birthday like that. Oh, and, and did that, did she that was happen dripping. Be- was that before or after you heard the podcast? Before. Okay. So it was like gross. And then you heard the podcast and you were like, oh, it's a thing. You're no, I mean, to- I know it's a thing. You haven't heard from people in your life who reach I... out and want to catch up. And then they mention that they're having a Tupperware party or whatever. That's so interesting. Maybe once, maybe once, but I barely knew the woman. She was literally someone I met once at a voiceover job. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, th- there wasn't anything kind of warm and fuzzy about her. I mean, it was mm-hmm. nice of her to reach out, but it wasn't like, oh, my old friend is reconnecting. I didn't have that. Right. You know? Yeah. Ah. Well, it's all gross. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm curious. I guess if if we're in a place to talk about the actual podcast itself, it is very inconsistent and meandering. But I like Jane Marie so much yeah. that I'm totally willing to meander with her and see where this goes. I'm you know? hooked because of episode two. That was mm-hmm. the one that made me go, oh, if she's really going to go on this journey with a life coach in a way that is both cynical and also like exploring it from a more journalistic kind of standpoint of like, I, let's see, but cynical. Right. That was the sweet spot for me because because right. I'm curious to know what the coach is going to say and what, and I'm curious about where she's at because I've been there, yeah. you know, not quite there, but like she's just so, she's struggling so much. She's so raw. Yeah. I Well, I'm confused too, and this is, has no relevance to the podcast, I guess, or or to its content. But she says something about how emotional she is. And Dan, her husband, says, is that why we broke up? And she bursts into tears. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I was making a joke. I was just making a joke. So I'm like, oh, they broke up, but now they're back together. But then later she says, 
Well, in my house, I keep a something in the fridge. So they're not together? No. No, it doesn't sound they How sound, do you know this? You're you're just gleaning. I'm just gleaning. I don't know anything. I for love sure. your confidence. Yeah. No, I love it. No, yeah. they did not sound like two people that were together. And honestly, like I was listening to where she was and all of her like you can hear their dynamic, which I also found really interesting because he's trying to be gentle and he's trying to, you know, validate all of her feelings and everything. But like she is in a box, like she's in a maze of her own, not her own making, but like there are no open places and she's just stuck there. And so she can't take him in. She can't like there's no negotiating. There's no I mean, how can you she's not you know, she's she's in a really bad place. And I don't know what broke them up, but like he was do you I feel think like he was trying to bridge it or trying to help her, or trying to something. But like, what do you do? Oh, he clearly cares deeply about yeah, her. They yeah. care about each other. Yeah. Um, I think the problem might be that you can smell his crystal deodorant through the podcast. Like, you know <laughs> what kind of guy we're dealing with. And he also um does that thing where he talks to her in a somewhat whispery, patronizing voice. Like <laughs> Luke Perry used to do on 90210 or Bruce Willis does to every woman in every movie he's ever made. <laughs> it's like, Dan, use your voice. Just talk. But he's no, like, he's... no, no, no. Uh, uh, you know, do I, hey, do you want a sitting down hug or a standing up hug? Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I, I can't, I don't know what the circumstances what were, you know? Like, right. was he trying to have a, a marriage and she was just angry and crying every day? And like, while she's entitled to have those feelings, it doesn't do great things for a marriage, you know? Like, I really Absolutely. wonder, is she a self-absorbed, cynical nightmare? Or is she just No, she's struggling? perfect in every way. I okay. thought we just established that. All right, well, you know. <laughs> I mean, he's a very specific guy, for sure. Probably. Yes. yeah. Yeah, maybe Tom's. I don't know if I'll go full crystal on the deodorant, but definitely, Ugh. definitely. If something he's wearing it at all, it's crystal. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I would like to give it man jobs. Yeah. And get to our game because I'm very excited about our game. Great. Um, okay. I mean, I'm I'm in. I'm I'm listening. So me too. I, I don't love it. Like I'd probably give it like a four, but I it's I like that. I think I'd rather have something that's so like. Wait, what? Wait. That, like I said, the second episode hooked me, and there are podcasts we've listened to that I feel like are the same thing over and over again, like the one about the Scamanda. I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm hearing the same sound bites. So, and I loved every minute of it. Okay, go on. Right. I'll take erratic <laughs> over same, 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 yes. same, same. And sh- I'm giving it four as well, even though I, I understand the criticisms. A lot of the reviews on the podcast are like, what is this season about? What is she doing? And I get that, but I love her. And I whatever she's doing, I want to listen to it. Yeah. So I love I like her too. I do too. I, Great. Uh, uh, and and I think she set it out at the second episode. She just didn't do it in the third. <laughs> but it's all mm-hmm. right. She's fun. I I agree. I like it. I like her Michigan accent too. Oh, just isn't that cute? Slightly Midwest. But we're she's all gonna adorable. have to move there someday too. So, you know. To turn it blue. Well, that would be great. Yes. But also just because that's where all the water is going to be. Anyway, nothing. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Pete, catch me. Man Cave is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright, music by e- Ian Post. And we love our reviews on Apple Podcasts. We got a new one and I would like to read it and I'm stalling 
uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, leave a review, and I will read your review like I'm reading this one. How am I doing with the stalling? <laughs> You're doing so right great. Now. I, it's feel, I, that's amazing. Mal- Malaysian Songbird <laughs> says, it's hilarious, educational, and thought-provoking. So much fun. Educational? <laughs> I'm a little worried about Malaysian songbird, well, but okay. thank you, Malaysian. Clearly, she's been listening to my side of the podcast. So you're welcome, and thank you mm. for the review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and, and... What else do yeah, the people know? We appreciate the stars. If you want to talk to us on Discord, you can go to mancave.com slash Discord. It's a little communication app where we talk with our uh, super secret fandies. And if you want to become a fandy, we already talked about that, mancave.com slash fandy, five bucks a month. Uh, it supports us and... Uh, frankly, makes us one of the few podcasts that doesn't have all those crazy commercials up front. And uh, also, we weren't even joking a little bit about that merch. Mancave.com slash merch. That Make Jill Great Again sweatshirt looks good on every every figure. And I think, in a way, is secreting. So, full circle. Here we are, manifesting what we want. (laughs) I, I got my mom a mug. And or my sister and I got her a mug. Sorry, Allie. And she was like, this is so clever. And I said, well, it came from us, from our (laughs) podcast. She had no idea. She thought I found it and ordered it. But it is ours. Make jail great again with the little handcuffs. Oh, I love it. Okay. Okay. Um, Do you listen to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR? I don't, but I know you do. I very much do. I love it. And they do a game every week that I have ripped off. The game they do, because they have three comedic hosts or guests, mm. and they one of them reads a true story from the news, like an offbeat, funny, you know, a guy in Scotland married his goat, like a weird story. Uh-huh. And, it's, and then the other two make up stories, and they write them out, and the caller has to guess which one is the true story, and... Which, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I have three stories here. Okay. Of celebrities entering the life coaching realm. Oh, okay. Okay. One of these is real. Okay. You Whoa. must listen and tell me which one's real. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, no, we weren't starting. Okay, go ahead. Well, that was it. <laughs> I'm being totally serious. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait, so that was the real one? Oh, God. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wait, did he, did she play on the podcast a little clip of Matthew McConaughey talking and doing his big seminar? Oh, maybe. Oh, crap. I think she did. That's why he popped into my head because I was like, oh, no. But then again, I enjoyed Green Lights very much, but I didn't enjoy the little clip that she played. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wait, I want to hear what the other no. ones are because they could also be well, true. Because I, well, I worked very hard on writing these articles. I want to hear this. Yes, please. I want to hear them. Well, now it's not a game. It's just me reading dumb shit I wrote. Here we go. It's never dumb. Um. Okay. In an article titled, Can We Not Talk? Irascible comedian and talk show host Joan Rivers famous for her catchphrase, can we talk, has in fact recently been promoting the opposite. When Rivers auctioned off her silence for $100 an hour to benefit the ASPCA, she said she found the 70 hours of quiet life-changing. I was certain I would cave, but I'll be damned I did it. It gave me a sense of invincibility. 
I tapped into my inner power in a whole new way. Then I couldn't wait for the damn thing to be over so I could share the joy of keeping my big yap shut. Pure Silence is an ancient technique designed to promote self-reflection and healing, says Pure Silence founder, psychologist Sarah Burrow. (laughs) Miss Rivers embraced a movement that has long been seen as having therapeutic value, which is why she has become the spokesperson for our program. Throughout the late 1990s, hundreds of devotees spent copious amounts of money and time following Joan's lead and staying silent. All was quiet until the Pure Silence program faced a class action lawsuit citing, quote, total fraud and lack of accountability, and they shuttered their doors in 2001. One of the plaintiffs in the suit who prefers to remain anonymous said the following, turns out I can just stay quiet on my own. I don't need to pay for books and CDs and Joan Rivers Hampton's house to do it. (laughs) Oh my God. That is incredible. Can we not talk? Brilliant. So now the game is just talking about my funny article. Yeah, but like, you did you make all of that up? The whole the silence, yep. the the pure. Oh my god! The only reason I would have even thought that that was not. I thought it was. Tr- I mean, like I would have thought it was possible and true and hilarious because mm-hmm. it would have been a funny joke. But then with the silence thing, I was like, did they have that kind of stuff back in the nineties? I wonder. I know they had. Cults. I don't know. Interesting. Yes. That was a great one. Yeah, we have to share. That's brilliant writing. All right. Well, then the other one is don't be duped. (laughs) In a bizarre yet perhaps on-brand publicity stunt to promote an upcoming tour and Netflix special, controversial comedian Dave Chappelle published a pop-up lifestyle website last week called Dupe, (laughs) D-O-O-P. If the name sounds familiar, congratulations, you have not been living under a rock for the past 20 years. In a blatant and searing critique of Gwyneth Paltrow's hugely popular yet maligned (laughs) brand, Goop, (laughs) Chappelle's Dupe sold organic grooming products, including deodorant made from mud and tea, marijuana-scented lip balm, and, of course, penis candles, which, according to Chappelle, not only look like a huge cock, but smell like jizz. (laughs) On the homepage of Chappelle's site, he quotes the Goop mission statement. We believe that the little things count, that good food is the foundation of love and wellness, that the mind, body, and spirit are inextricably linked, and we have more control over how we express our health than we currently understand. Then he adds his own mission statement, quote, we at Duke believe that's fucking stupid. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, the site was shut down after only three days when Paltrow's estate filed a successful cease and desist. Also unsurprising, all of the items sold out within those three days, which according to Chappelle, fucking sucks because now I got to figure out a way to mass produce this ridiculous shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Get me on. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Jesus. Yeah, that's and they must like there must be some of that on the show, right? Where they're reading something and you go, oh, this is so or is it hard? Like it's yeah, it's hard because the art. So the article I found about the Matthew McConaughey thing, and that's my bad that I I Googled celebrity life coaches and that popped up and I thought that's perfect. I want to hear the article. Can we read it? Yes, but this is a slimmed down version because it's longer. Matthew McConaughey has has been slammed after his bizarre self-help seminar descended into a sales pitch for an expensive life coach course valued at $4,500. The Oscar-winning actor hosted the webinar on Monday, during which he played the bongos and offered advice about self-improvement before presenting a program called Road Trip, The Highway to More. The course claims to help people live up to their full potential, but scores of viewers, green light, have 
since condemned the seminar as a shameful attempt to cash in. Whoa. McConaughey had promoted the seminar and asked people to be cool to your future shelf self and show up. A wide-eyed McConaughey went on to make several odd statements in the webinar, including the art of living starts with admitting. If we want to be legit, we got to first admit. Yeah, I just rhymed. Guilty, I do that all the time. <laughs> Viewers were left disappointed. However, when the celebrity hosts ended the webcast with an appeal to buy their expensive motivational program. Whoa. Do you think so that's McConaughey- word for word? I, that's that's yeah. the article. I didn't change it. I mean, I, I trimmed it. Just that's really interesting. Do you um, do you think that he like does he need money? No, huh. I just think people. I think he's got a huge ego. He was he may run for governor. Yeah, he's right. I think he's the kind of guy that feels like I've got it all figured out and I want to share it. Well, and I'm pretty sure the green lights probably there were many people that were like, Matthew, this is great advice. Right. <laughs> you know, you should turn this into something. I get that. Uh, everybody's just trying to make money. Yeah. You know, I mean, but he would I think I, he would say I'm trying to help people better their lives. Sounds less gross. That's true. That's true. I'm going to reach out to a few friends on Facebook that I haven't talked to in a while and see if they want to join in. <laughs> With our separate, maybe we should write an advice book. I I want to circle back to that idea. I do. And by we, I mean you, because clearly you're a great writer. And I'm just the (laughs) eye candy of this whole thing. Um, (laughs) um, All right. Well, yeah. So I was going to say, Jane Marie said she used to write an advice column, which is hilarious. She's like, I hate, you know, because here she is saying, what does anybody know? And why are we paying attention to them? And that's interesting. Yeah, well, she'll 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 be able to see through all of it. Um, okay, so what we're gonna listen to for next week? It's an yes. old classic. I didn't go this American okay. Life because I know you don't like it, but this is okay. one that I have not listened to yet. But I am a huge fan of the articles every week in the Sunday Times, and maybe you have listened to it. Maybe you haven't. I hope you haven't. Modern, I hear Sunday Times, and I know I haven't. Modern Love. <laughs> Have you ever listened to the oh, Modern Love? Oh, they made Love? a series of it. They did make a series of it. Yeah. Um, but this is a podcast, so this is a okay. gift that keeps on giving. I, I'm right. hopeful that it will just be fun, sweet, interesting love stories. That's my hope. Uh, <laughs> hope. Hope. Because these are fun. Oh, I got to tell you. I've been watching a British show and we're mm. real lucky that all the British Mandy didn't come out today. Like oh. it, it's only going to be a, an American accent for this much longer. I can barely hold it in. Just wanted to warn okay. you. Well, yeah, you're going to be there soon enough. Um, and that, it, so I will listen to Modern Love and yeah. then I'm going to tell you what we're going to do the following week. Oh, because it's topical and it will be oh, I want all the fandies to jump on board. We're going to watch The Golden Bachelor. Oh, okay. All right. I'm so excited. What channel so, is that on? It's on ABC and then streaming on Hulu. Okay. And it's, you know, like, I think they usually do a two-hour first episode where you meet all the Bachelorettes and stuff. So That's the one you want to watch? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And great. I think it airs this week, I think. Okay. So, heads up. Look for it, record it, do what you got to do. We're doing The Golden Bachelor, but we won't talk about it next week. We'll talk about it in two weeks. Okay. 
planning ahead. Accountability coach. All right. I love it. All right. Until next time. Until next time. Woo!